Welcome to the Whole Food Vegan Podcast. Exciting vegan food, no crap, no agenda. Helping you enjoy a wonderfully varied, tasty, easy to prepare and nutritious whole food plant-based diet. Simple tip, easy recipes and helpful hints on how to get more enticing vegan meals into your diet. Usually recorded after a bottle of Merlot on a Friday night. Hello and welcome to Series 2, Episode 3 of the Whole Food Vegan Podcast. I'm Mark. Hello, I'm Sue. And again, and I say this every week, we've got an amazing uh, show for you. But it's true, we have got an amazing show. So we've got some really good recipes that we've cooked during the week using seasonal ingredients and that's one of the things that's really important to us so we're going to talk a little bit about sweet potato and a beetroot gratin as well as sweet potato macaroni cheese we're going to also talk about our favorite chocolate cake and the special soup that we made with miso in it and topic of the week this week is beetroot Mm, yummy okay so let's crack on so this week we are busy making plans to go out for a very exciting meal and uh, something you'll know as a vegan or someone who's trying to eat more vegan food is that it can be a bit tricky sometimes if you just rock up at a restaurant and uh, try and eat there but uh, the key for us is always to ring ahead and make plans so that people know we're coming and what we found with this restaurant that we're going to this week is that uh, they were actually really accommodating and they've even offered to put on some specials on the menu which you know probably other people have as well so it's actually worked in our favour and maybe it'll introduce more vegan food to other people as well. I think I think that's that's really important. So if we just rocked up and said, oh, what vegan food have we got, have mm. you got? It doesn't give them the opportunity to actually showcase their skills mm. as a chef. Whereas because you went in and said, we are vegan and we're coming out for dinner and there's a few of us. Mm he was able to say oh yeah that's great yeah. i'll do something extra for you yeah. and so they get to showcase their skills which then you know builds a much better relationship with the customer mm. so definitely pop in first to any mm. restaurant before you before you go and of course now we're into february so for many people they will have been doing uh, vegan january or maybe even dry january um and if you do not linked, you know, <laughs> i was gonna say if you, you can <laughs> you can be vegan and not be dry well yeah we know that <laughs> Um, so we're just really wondering what people are doing about are they going back to eating a non-vegan diet now or are they thinking well I actually quite enjoyed it I found some really good recipes the things that I wouldn't have normally eaten if I wasn't eating a vegan diet in January so we're just curious to know you know are people actually making a lifestyle change and eating more veg now as a result of that or are you thinking well I'm really glad I've done it I might do it again next year but I'm not going to eat a particularly vegan diet for the rest of the year it's mm. just interesting to know what people are doing. And I noticed it might have been coincidence, but um, we went to a big supermarket yesterday and we rocked up in the car park and there was a massive poster sort of advertising wonky veg. And I just wondered if that was on the back of all the plant-based stuff they've been advertising in January. And now they've got this maybe an extra demand for wonky veg. Who knows? And I think the thing is about this Veganuary and giving it a go, I think it's a really it's a really good idea to do. And if habits are to be made permanent, being vegan is more than just I'm going to do it as a little diet or an experiment for a month. So very much like if you wanted to bring in any form of new habit, a new regime, if it were a new diet to eat healthy or exercise, yeah, Yeah. uh, exercising uh, to lose weight, anything like that. If we suddenly say, okay, well, I, I need to exercise. I think I'm going to exercise. And I just randomly pick something. I'm going to cycle. I'm going to run. I'm going to go to the gym. But I don't build it into a lifestyle change. It can become very difficult 
Whereas if we say, okay, well, rather than drive to work, I'm going to cycle to work or walk to work, or I am going to go to park run on a Saturday morning, and you actually make a lifestyle change to do something, that's when habits become more effective and we get the habit to stick. Mm. So I would encourage with, with Veganuary is to look at it as to say, well, what lifestyle changes can I make here? Mm. And you may have noticed that even shopping as a vegan is different. You turn the labels over and, and look at them mm. um, and just make a, a lifestyle change rather than just a, a small um yeah, just like it's not just a temporary thing necessarily. And you know what? If you couldn't do January because it was just too hectic and you had other stuff going on or maybe you're away or not, you know, all sorts of reasons, just give it a go in February. You know, we're at the beginning of February, so give it a go. See how you get on. Hmm. Good plan. Good plan. Okay. So on the menu this week, we have had some really nice seasonal uh, sweet potatoes and beetroots, and we're going to talk about beetroots in more detail. So um, one of the things that we made this week was a sweet potato macaroni cheese, which is amazing. So I've got this recipe um, for sweet potato mac and cheese, and it's such good comfort food. Sweet potato is just delicious. I love working with it. It's amazing. Uh, the recipe that I've got here, it uses sweet potatoes in a stock and also uses some soaked cashew nuts and some nutritional yeast. And basically, the soaked cashew nuts and the sweet potato goes in the slow cooker with the stock and you add a little bit of um, almond milk and a bit of mustard and you just cook it for a couple of hours until it's soft. Then you get a immersion blender and whiz it in the slow cooker to make a sauce and then you put the cooked macaroni into the sauce cook it a bit longer and just sprinkle it with some roasted uh, breadcrumbs really really tasty dish and so comfort food it's amazing it was just a really different and interesting way to make a white sauce mm. you know you'd use, it's easy to make a white sauce vegan like a bechamel sauce with with butter and flour mm. um and and some um uh, nut milk of some form it's mm. easy to make a white sauce but this was a really interesting way of doing it and getting some more veg some extra nutrition mm. and getting the sweet potatoes in and mm. it was deliciously sweet and creamy and it had no cheese of any sort in it so it was mac and cheese without any cheese so i mean and I mean, actually didn't have any macaroni either because no. we used a different type of pasta <laughs> but that's the way we cook you know that's how it rolls around here <laughs> just do whatever we've got and um you know i'd encourage you to do the same so the color for the cheesiness of the color actually came from the sweet potatoes being orange and the taste of the cheesiness came from a combination of nutritional yeast and dijon mustard and it was absolutely delicious and really healthy so there was hardly any fat in there i know you said vegan butter but we use margarine i think um and this recipe doesn't even have even any of the butter in it at all. It literally has vegetable oil, two tablespoons, and that was it. You know, some stock, a bit of nutmeg, a bit of nutritional yeast, garlic cloves, onion, sweet potato. It's delicious. Really and what healthy. a great! I'm gonna I'm gonna use this for a lasagna. So instead mm. of making a white sauce, bechamel white sauce for lasagna, next time I've got some sweet potato, mm. I'm just going to cook it up in some stock. Uh, soak some uh, cashew nuts whiz yeah. it all together and use that as a white sauce yeah, yeah it was, it was really great good, really good and a similar recipe that we made also um later in the in the week again because we had sweet potato and beetroot was sweet potato bleh, beetroot and sweet potato gratin so gratin usually has you know again a very creamy sauce again this is a recipe in the slow cooker from the same book um it's from saskia city's vegan slow cooker it was basically the uh, use of a blender not blender what's the word a food oh. processor so we use this a lot when we've got a lot of chopping to do with very fine slices we just put sweet potato and the beetroot into a slicing um 
the attachment uh, of the of the food processor whiz them through it takes 10 seconds to slice all the veg you need really thin thinner than you could get with a knife layer it in the slow cooker in this recipe it has them standing upright in slices but we just did it flax which is lazy grease the slow cooker tin put all the um veg in it again similar sort of recipe with the stock so this was um cashew nuts soaked overnight in cold water we just boiled them for 20 minutes because that's we didn't get around to doing it the night before. A bit of nutritional yeast, garlic, white wine vinegar, hot stock, and you basically put it in with a couple of thyme sprigs. So do you whiz the it. nuts first? So you cook, yeah, basically the nuts you have to blend into a smooth paste in the blender um, with a splash of water if you need it, add the stock, and then put it all over the mm. vegetables in the slow cooker, and it was absolutely delicious. How long does it take in a slow cooker? So in this one, it says about two and a half hours, but I think I cooked it for about two hours, and it was fine. It was all done. Depends how thick you slice it. Yeah, mm. and I guess how how um, sort of al dente you like exactly. it, whether you want it really mushy or yeah. you want some texture to yeah. it. We also made the famous uh, Nigella Lawson recipe for the chocolate cake, so that's a recipe we've posted before, and we'll post it again. Absolutely yep. amazing fudgy chocolate cake. Delicious. Yeah. Wonderful. And you made a soup. Yeah, again, it was an end of the week soup. So we get a Riverford veg box every week and comes to the end of the week. And I'm thinking, oh, what do I do with some random bits of veg that I've got left? So this week I just had leeks, parsnips and carrot left over. Uh, I literally chopped them up, um, put them into my pressure cooker with some bouillon. I had some passata left over from a meal I'd cooked the night before. So I chucked in half a tin of passata. And some sweet miso left over from one of the Japanese meals we cooked a, uh, a week or so ago. I put that in as well and just whizzed it all up and or cooked it in the, in the, in the pressure cooker and whizzed it up. And mm. it was incredible. Mm. And the part, the combination of the parsnips and the sweet miso gave, gave this real deep umami from the miso, but sweetness because it was a sweet miso and the parsnips. It was incredible. Yeah, really delicious. So again... This is not this is not a recipe that we can say, right, this is what you want to go and cook and use this ingredient and that ingredient. The principle is whatever you've got, mate, you can make soup with it. Mm -hmm. Have a look in the fridge, see what's going on. Bouillon, mm -hmm. sweet potato, passata, throw it all in and you can end up with the most amazing soup that you can never, ever recreate yeah. and do again because you don't know what went in it. Yeah, and quite often we've got some left over. We get it out of the freezer. We're like, oh, we've got some random end-of-week soup in here. Like, we've no idea what it's going to taste like because we can't remember how long ago it's been in there and what was in it when we made it. So it's always a nice surprise. Mm. <laughs> and I think also, you know, we're mentioning the kind of seasonal veg that we've got, the root veg at the moment, is very sweet. So if you look at those things we've mentioned already, parsnips, sweet potato and beetroot, they're all very sweet. And the reason that they're seasonal is because they're very high in natural sugars, which, of course, in the winter is what you need to sustain you. So they're very naturally sweet foods. So there is an element of comfort food just from the sweetness of the natural veg sugars that are already in there. Because mm, it's cold out. Yeah. You know, it's cold out. We come indoors. We have cravings for as you say, warm, sweet, comforting, mm, mm. and it and cooking with seasonal food, mm. you get what's right for your body mm. and the right season of the year. Absolutely. So that moves us nicely onto beetroot, which is amazing veg. Now, I know that you've had the same experience as me when you first started getting a veg box and you'd get all these beetroots every week. You're like, oh, my God, what am I going to do with these? They just turn everything Well, purple. my experience with beetroot was as a kid, beetroots came in a jar of pickle. It tasted disgusting. Well, I actually quite like them. Ugh. But we're having with salad. And that yeah. was my – that, and, and I just remember when I first got all these um, raw beetroot thinking – 
I'm never going to eat all of this in a salad. Yeah, what am I going to do with it? Mm. But the thing again, you know, all of these vegetables are interchangeable. So any of the sweet root veg you can interchange, celeriac, parsnip, even carrot you can use. And they naturally lend themselves to a lot of different ways of preparing them. So even the, just the preparing them can be quite difficult with beetroot. It's a real off-putter that you're going to have everything stained purple, including your fingers and your clothes. So my advice is if you don't want to do that, there's two options. You either wear a pair of rubber gloves or you roast them whole with the skins on. Just make a slit or perhaps top and tail them before you put them in the oven to roast. When you've roasted them with the skin on, you can then peel the skin off really easily. You just rub it off and it comes off. So that's another option. You don't necessarily have to always take the skin off anyway. You could even you know, just scrub the skin so it's really clean and cook them with the skin on. I've done that before. Mm. Especially if they're young. They're, they're, you know, they haven't got a tough skin when they're young. Mm. So that's one option. Um, we've got loads of recipes for beetroot. We do loads of stuff with it now. And, and one of the most famous things that you've heard us talk about already in another episode was the Riverford recipe for coconut and beetroot curry, which is absolutely delicious. We've made that so often. It's such a good standby meal. And I will put a link to a, our previous episode mm. where we talk about that. Mm. So really, I would really encourage you to give that that coconut curry uh, beetroot recipe uh, a go. Mm. It's absolutely incredible. It's so warm. It's so comforting. It's really And it's, it's just so sweet. Mm. It's lovely. It is. And also beetroot cake, you know, we've, it sounds ridiculous that you would eat beetroot in a cake but chocolate beetroot cake is amazing isn't it i think it's the sweetness again mm. it gives the beetroot gives a deep deep flavor mm. it gives a wonderful color to the chocolate cake so it do, it takes it slightly sort of off brown and gives it a very slight purpley tint mm. so it makes the chocolate cake look amazing the, the consistency is just gooey and the sweetness is incredible mm. so much so that um, my late wife used to bake these uh, beet, uh, uh, chocolate brownies for birthdays, for the kids' birthdays. And the kids would say, yeah, this is the best <laughs> chocolate brownie ever. And they didn't know it had a vegetable No, in it. no, no. That was, that was those, the, those brownies. And then I baked a beetroot brownie and took it to the kids. And one of them said to me, I don't think I can say this, Dad, but I think this is better than mum's. <laughs> chocolate brownie <laughs> that it is that good so coconut in chocolate brownies and again i'll post a little link to a previous recipe that we've posted mm. absolutely insanely beautiful i mean let's face it cake is amazing there's no reason why you should miss out on cake as a vegan anyway but if you can get an extra vegetable in there it's another one of your supposedly five a day i'd go for 10 a day but you know what pieces of cake well yeah that's what <laughs> And also, you know, I've just had another thought about the way we use beetroot that we haven't thought of um, before is we actually substitute it quite often in uh, salads, but we also use it in coleslaw. So if you haven't got I a do. carrot and you've got loads of cabbage, you think, oh, what am I going to use like cabbage and beetroot? Just make coleslaw because you've already told you how to make mayonnaise or you can just buy a jar of mayonnaise that's vegan. Beetroot coleslaw, again, is so sweet. It's delicious. It does turn purple, so it's quite entertaining. It turns everything purple. Yeah, it does. And again, you know, if you don't want your whole dish to be full of purpleness, you can roast the um, perhaps beetroot in a separate dish or container. Or again, you know, just make it separately, whatever you're making it in, and add it at the end so it doesn't turn everything purple. I mean, I often roast it in a tin mixed veg, and I don't mind. But if I was going to be, you know, pedantic about it, then I might cook the beetroot in a separate roasting tin, for mm. example. And crisps. So um, I've made beetroot crisps. They can be really good on top of perhaps something like a bolognese, mm. 
and if you just slice the beetroot really thin either with a uh, julienne or with a, a slicing attachment on a food processor or even with a with a, a potato peeler mm-hmm. just slice it really thin yep. dribble over some oil put it onto a lined tray in the oven uh, no idea what temperature i'd guess 180 no idea for how long just until it's done but that's how we rock and roll here yeah. so in the oven 180 ish um, or the air fryer. Or the air fryer, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've done them in the air fryer. Mm-hmm. And when they crisp, they go very sweet. The The intensity of the sugar um, increases. Absolutely wonderful crisp sprinkled over the top of a salad, sprinkled over the top of a spaghetti bolognese, mm. or just eaten on their own. Yeah, they're really nice. Just a little sprinkling of sea salt. It's really good. And um, we also have, in the past, used them in juice. They're really nutritious, bleh, nutritious in juice. So don't forget that you can always juice your beetroots like the way you would a carrot if you wanted to add to a juice. And it turns everything purple. It does, but it's okay. It's going in. Who cares? Yeah, get your veg in there. So, yeah, so we've got lots and lots of different things. And, you know, as I said, roasting them is really good because it does bring out the sweetness. And, and again, you know, hopefully one of the things you're getting from this podcast, if you're not intending to be vegan, but you just want to get some tips on eating veg and how to get more, try different methods of cooking it. So grate it raw. Try it sliced in, you know, in a gratin. Try baking it whole. Um, try, you know, all the different things that we've given you as ideas. Just, you know, you don't have to have everything purple in a cooked one pot dish. It can be cooked in so many ways. And I think um, even if you think, well, what's in season at the moment? So even if you looked in a gardening book to have a look to see what's growing or what's what's being harvested at the moment. And then when you go to the supermarket, say, OK, well, I wouldn't normally go and buy beetroot because I don't know what to do with it. But go in and buy whatever is seasonal. Mm. Go home and then look up recipes for that seasonal veg. And you'll find it will naturally be comforting if you need it to be comforting when it's cold and then if you're in in the summer you'll find the natural veg that's around is light Mm -hmm. and more easily digestible because we don't need the heavy stodgy stuff and beetroot is fabulous Mm. get some beetroot it's really good for you get creative start cooking all of these dark colored veg so anything like the purple kale or anything that's like purple sprouting broccoli they have these amazing antioxidants in them which are really good for you and at this time of year obviously we're trying to fight germs and we're all trying to fight covid as well at the moment really really good for you and uh, very nutritious indeed so don't just think it's pickled beetroot sandwiches Mm. wonderful so next week what we're going to be talking about next week so next week um we've got um a couple of dishes that will be on the menu again japanese we seem to have quite a thing Mm. pie and Mm. japanese food no pie next week but some japanese food and some more cake more cake yeah and the subject of the week we're going to talk about topic of the week in more detail is tofu because again it's something that people struggle with and it's such a key um, element of our diet and we've got so many different ways of, of using it and cooking it but you've actually been making your own tofu I have Yay. and I'm going to talk about that next week yeah. I'll tell you how to make your own tofu and give you all the benefits of it and yeah. how you can use it yeah so look forward to seeing you or hearing from you in the meantime let us know how you're getting on give us your feedback and share this podcast and uh, again if you want to make sure you don't miss an episode do subscribe and we'll speak to you again next week take care then bye, bye. 
thank you for listening. And if you have enjoyed this podcast, please remember to rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. If you'd like to be featured on the show or to send us any comments, please email behealthy at govegan.online. See you soon.